good afternoon, church. If you are excited to be, if you are excited to be in today's um, submit, can you walk up to two, three persons and say you are a sound of revival? The world cannot wait to have you. You are a sound of revival. You are a sound of revival. Hallelujah. Can we appreciate the choristers once again? Thank you very much for the wonderful rendition. I pray the Lord will bless you in the name of Jesus. First and foremost, I want to start by saying thank you to the pastorate for this privilege to speak to God's people. At the same time, the youth executives, can we put our hands together for them? And um, most especially my Oga, my teacher, my mentor, Dr. Obafemi Oluwatumi. Can we appreciate him? Thank you very much, sir. The Lord bless you in the name of Jesus. Can we also celebrate Bro Tokwe for the wonderful lecture this morning? I've been actually looking for an avenue to get that teaching. I was thinking I would check on YouTube and all of that, but I just saw it straight. Thank you very much. God bless you and keep you in the name of Jesus. Very quickly, we'll be considering the topic that says beyond surviving. Beyond surviving. The strategies for achieving academic and career success in a rapidly changing world. Beyond surviving. Strategies for achieving academic and career success in a rapidly changing world. First and foremost, I want us to realize that God is interested in every aspect of our lives, especially as students, especially as career people, as professionals. God is interested in every detail of our lives. We have boxed God to just the spiritual aspect. So when people are saying there's an attack, there's a spiritual fight, I had a terrible dream, we say, ah, I'll go back to God. No, God is interested in much more than that. He wants to be carried along in your day-to-day -day activity. He wants to be carried along in everything you do. He is interested in every aspect of our lives. Another thing we should note is that God is also raising men. The scarcest of all things is not money. In this rapidly changing world, the scarcest of all things is not cash, even though at some point we're having issues with cash scarcity. The scarcest of all things is not cash, is not money, is not any other thing, but men that carry the assignment of God for their lives. Hallelujah. God is raising men. And he's also raising men. He's not just raising men in the church alone who will just be relevant within the church. No, he's raising men who would be relevant even outside the four walls of the church. Such that even in the church, yes, you are vibrant for Jesus, but when you are outside there in your workplace, God also wants to be what? To be interested. So God is raising men whose relevance will not just be restricted to the four walls of the church but they will shine their lights in Jesus in every area of their lives. So in my academics, I should be shining. In my career path, I should be shining. 
in my business, I should be shining. I should be representing God. Hallelujah. Matthew chapter 5, verse 14 to 15. This is my most lovely and my favorite scripture in the Bible. Can we read it together? Matthew chapter 5, verse 14 to 15. It says, You are the light of the world. A city that is set on a hill that cannot be hidden. He went further to say, Nor do they light a lamp and put it on that the bushel. He says, But on the lampstand, and it gives light to all who are in the house. Three things I want us to realize in this Bible verse. Number one, it gives us an identity that you are a light. Tell your neighbor you are a light. You are a light. Number two thing he gave us is the jurisdiction of our shining. The jurisdiction of our shining is not that we shine in our family alone. It's not saying we will be shining in our career alone. It's not saying we will be shining in, uh, in our academics alone. It says we are shining. We are not just shining in Adoekiti. We are not just shining in Nigeria. It says what? You are a light of what? Of the world. Tell your neighbor, don't think local. Don't think local. Think global. Yes. Our destiny is not for Ado alone. Our destiny is not for Ekole Ekiti alone. Our destiny is not for Erejemeje. No. Our destiny is not for Ekiti. It's not for Akure. It's not for Ondo. Our destinies are not tied to Nigeria alone. Our destinies are tied to global impact. Tell your neighbor, I will be global. I will go global. And I will impact my world. There are three phases of living. Hallelujah. If we've not forgotten our topic, it says what? Beyond survival. The first phase of living is called survival phase. Hallelujah. The second phase of living is what? The success phase. And the third phase is what? The significance phase. We'll be looking at each of these one after the other. And you'll be x-raying yourself. What am, where am I? Am I in the survival phase? Am I at the success phase? Am I at the phase of significance? What do I mean by the phase of survival? Academically speaking, you will hear people say, I'm an average student. I heard this very, very well in my secondary school while growing up. Someone will just tell you, I'm an average student. There's nothing much. I just want to pass. If you are in that phase, if you, are in, if you have that slogan as your norm, you are in what phase? Hope we are together. We are in what phase? If everything you think about is me, how I will make it, how I will exploit others, how I will use people to use people to do this and that for myself alone, you are in what phase? If everything you are looking for is I don't anything, I don't want to stress myself. If it is not mine, it's not mine. You are still in the comfort zone. What phase are you? The survival phase. So men, there are also people who do not, uh, they, are, they, are, they are satisfied with the average life. Let me give you an illustration. You meet somebody and the person tells you, I just want to go to the primary school. From the primary school to the secondary school. From the secondary school, study a good four-year course, leave the university, from there, go and serve. From there, 
I should just look for a very beautiful, sorry, a very beautiful woman or a very handsome man to just carry me and just marry me and I should start rearing children. You are still in what? Survival phase. Tell your neighbor there is more to you than you know. There is more to you than you know. There is more to all those life cycles. Life has gone beyond that phase. Don't forget that the title was what is what? The, in a rapidly changing world. The world has what? Has evolved. Tell your neighbor, wake up. Tell your neighbor, wake up. Don't sleep, oh. If you sleep, you are in the comfort zone. Hallelujah. The next one says they just want to earn a living. After I have graduated and I have a job that pays me every month, every month, and I, my, my family is not suffering, I'm eating. We can go to take, uh, Tasty and Spicy, Chicken Republic. My, my children want this, I can buy for them. Around that phase, let me just take care of my children. They get out, enter the university. And, you are in what phase? Survival phase. Is the survival phase not good? It's okay. But there is more to we than believing in a survival phase. What phase is the next? Okay, I've talked about the fact that they are desperate people. They don't care to use anyone for anything to survive. You see, people, they say the, 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 there's this common slogan, hustle. When I meet a young man and he tells me I'm hustling, go to town, ask, how are you hustling? Hustling is a, is, is a term that is generally being used now under different circumstances. So when you said you are hustling, people, some people hustle, using people against people for them to just get to the top. They are still in the survival phase. The next phase is the phase of success. The phase of success. What is successful living? A lot of people have termed success as what we see. If I give people's mic now to ask them, what does it mean to be successful? 70% of us will say, you can have a good certificate now. I have a master's degree holder. Um, I have a good car. I have a good house. I have built a house at the age of 34. I have had my first million at the age of 30. I have gotten my master's degree in cardiophysiology. I have done this and done this. It sounds successful. Everybody is looking at me. That's not my story. I'm just assuming. <laughs> Hallelujah. You have seen everybody begin to tell me, ah, this guy is successful. You see another person tells you, success is about how much you have. Hmm. Another person will tell you, success is about how much degrees you have. Don't forget that even PhD holders in Nigeria of today are striving. So does it mean that having PhDs is success? Even though it is not success, we are not saying it is not good. Hallelujah. Talk about cars. If you go to car dealers' houses, you will see cars everywhere. Does it mean that they own it? That's not success. I have gotten a scholarship from this, from this, from this. I travel around the world and all of that. People have traveled around the world and um, 
they just suddenly, you just hear that they suddenly had cardiac arrest and died. Were they successful? Is that a definition for success? What then is the characteristics of a successful person? Number one, successful people are achievers. They are goal getters. They are people that have the, the capacity to want something beyond the ordinary. They are people who want to thrive even beyond the level of being average. They are not people that have the best of backgrounds, but they have not allowed their circumstances put their backs on the ground. They are not people who don't have regrets. Instead of having guilt, guilty conscience about all that has happened in the past, they have derived motivation there and they have moved forward. Successful people are people that would want the higher challenge. Even if you don't have all the money that you have, or all the money that you want, all the cars you want to have, all the babies you want to produce, if you are a good achiever, if you are not tired with the status, if you are tired of the status quo, rather, if you don't want something that is average, if you want to strive for excellence at its peak, you would achieve that and live beyond survivor. Another thing about successful, successful people is the fact that they are always goal-oriented. There is nobody who has been successful by accident. There is nobody who has been successful by mistake. I just slept and woke up and a dog brought a bag of money to my lap. They call that one chilled sobo. If that is how dog brings you teeth to bring money, you will not see dogs on the, on, the, on the road. Everybody would have packed dogs for themselves. Another face. Because there is more to living than at the realm of being successful. We've talked about the fact that survivors have only themselves in the picture. Successful people have things in the picture. What do significant men have? When we look around, we see great men of God. We say, some people will say, ah, they do people. They talk fake prophecy and all of those things. They are riding private jets. Their children are doing, they are building schools. You cannot accommodate. Ah, why have you not built your own school? Instead of thinking like that, why not learn from those people? What did they achieve? How did they get to the level where they got to? Hallelujah. The face of significance. Significance, like uh, Brother uh, bro Temitokwe said when he was talking about the future. The future the, is it future work or work of work? Future of work. He said it is not a destination. He said it's what? A journey. Significance is not also what? A destination. It is what? A journey. It is a promise and a process. Hallelujah. Significance is not just about things. Significance, significance rather, is not always about myself, my family, my children, my loved ones. No. 
If you are thinking like that, you are limiting the sphere of your influence. Hallelujah. So the journey to significance begins with what? A decision. A decision. You must be intentional about significance. Tell your neighbor, you must be intentional about significance. You are not saying it like you mean it. You must be intentional about significance. What do I mean by being intentional? To be intentional is to take a decision. What is that decision to mean? What is that decision you are going to be taking? Number one is to be a problem solver. Now we are talking about artificial intelligence. Artificial intelligence was a man's idea. We are thinking of electricity. Isaac Newton tried about 999 times to get this electricity that we just ungen and in a jiffy we just see light. It was somebody's idea to have a microphone. What is your idea? It was somebody's idea to be able to do something that even if, you know, in the olden days, how they know if it is night or day and the calculate time is to go and look at the moon. But somebody said, ah, why can't I have a wristwatch that I can be able to discern that, okay, this is this, this is two o'clock, this is four o'clock, I can be able to manage my time. A man that will be significant in life, that would go through intentional and significant living must be a problem solver. A mentor of mine said, he said, doctors solve health problems. He says, mechanics, they solve mechanical problems. He says, lawyers solve legal problems. He says, human beings solve human problems. What problem have you identified? You have been in Exu for four years. You have not identified a single problem. And you are graduating now. Don't forget that when you were entering Exu, I went to the university, you were saying, God, use me for your glory. I don't want to leave Exu the way I came. You are, Exu is already counting time. Your graduation is ticking, is ticking. You have not identified anything significant yet. Hallelujah. This is a call to significance. Hallelujah. It is a call to what? To significance. Significant people think of others first, even before themselves. We've said about those that are surviving. They say survivors are people that think about themselves. Successful people are ones that think about things. Significant people are those that think about what? Others. When I think about others, I'll be able to understand the problems that they are passing through. When I think about others, I'll be able to understand that there is more to these people than the problems they are going through. Hallelujah. A call to significance is also a call to care for others. It is a call to make a difference in the lives of others. I told somebody, I said, you cannot be on my contact list and you will not have a sense of my existence on your contact list. He says, why? I said, I don't need to publicize and send brokers to you. But if you by mistake check my status on WhatsApp, you won't leave. The man said, the lady said, why? I said, I will not post things that you will like. But I will post things that will change your life. Hallelujah. 
So, making a difference in the lives of others. You have had five friends that have done it with you for five years and their life is still the same way they are. And yet, the Bible is telling us in the book of Matthew chapter 5 that you are the light of the world. A light cannot, cover, cannot be covered by a bushel. It says you must what shine, that everybody in that house will know that a light has appeared. How come that in your family we don't know that you are a Christian? How come that when there is a battle, when there is a bad dream, the evil you that you call yourself Christian is calling pastor? There is more to a life of significance. I wrote here, I said, the degree to which you give value is what gives essence to your existence. The degree to which you give value is what gives essence to your existence. It means, if I say I am in your inner circle, I must catch something positive, such that when men see, I can trace it that, ah, it was because I met Pastor Temitokwe. When I'm distinguishing my friends about artificial intelligence and the future of work, and I begin to move stuff, I will say, bro, Temitokwe taught me this thing. I caught this thing when I came for the conference in Liberty. Hallelujah. It takes intentionality to live a life of significance. Now, what are the strategies for achieving academic and career success? I brought out seven here. Number one, you must know God. You know, the provincial um, youth pastor, he said, you can have the wisdom of how to be financially intelligent. He says, you must be at the center of God's will for your life. No wonder the Bible tells us in the book of Daniel, he says, they that know their God, he said they will be what? They will be strong and they will do exploits. It means that our strength is not in the Amala, the Eba, the Fufu that we eat. Our strength as a kingdom person, our strength is in how much of God that we know. So when God wants to assess your strength level, he will not come and... I wanted to say some medical stuff, but don't worry, let's come back. When God wants to assess your strength level, you know, in the hospital, when we want to check how much of glucose is in your blood, what do we do? We'll just get your hand, punch it, and take a bl blood sample and put it on our glucometer. And we'll see the sample, what we need. So when God wants to assess you, how much of strength, don't forget that the Bible says that the glory of the youth is in what? Their strength. And the Bible has already told us again that our strength is directly proportional to how much of God we know. So it means that your, being your youth, being in the age class, class range, or in the, in the age range, or between like 16 to 24, does not mean you are a youth. You are a youth based on how much of God's strength, how much of God's word, how much of God that you carry. Hallelujah. Know God. You should be able to discern between knowing God and knowing about God. Many times, we feel that when we know about God, we have known God. It is not true. Why do you think people who know the Bible from beginning to the end can still go to, the, to, go to Fajui Park in the night and do whatever they want to do? Is it because they don't have the word of God? So it means that knowing about God is not directly proportional to knowing God. 
When a man knows God, his life shows it. The Bible says that by their fruits, we will know them. It didn't say by their, by their seeds. What you read, what you study, how much of God that you know about is what will be, those are seeds. When they germinate in your heart, they begin to produce fruits that men can see. So I can meet Brother Emitokwe. Sorry, I'm saying Brother Emitokwe all the time. I can meet Brother Emitokwe and within two, three minutes, I can feel how compassionate this man is. I can feel how much of love, how much of care, how much of kindness, how much of relevance he's attributing to God's kingdom. So when men come close to you, they must be able to palpate that you are God's own. Bible says you are the light of the world. There is a fire in you. Bible says that he makes his angels, he says he makes his uh, ministers flames of what? Of fire. When men see you, you don't need to be, hold the mic to be a minister. Hallelujah. As a matter of time, at this point and age, God is looking for people that he wants to send to government. He is looking for people that he wants to send to academia. He's looking for people that he wants to send to business. He's looking for people that he wants to send to uh, entertainment. Will he find you worthy? You know, it's, God, it's easy for us to say, Take all of me, all of me, Lord. You are my everything. People begin to cry and shed tears. When God now comes to Blotokwe and say, Fast for me, fast. Just two days. Then you will now know that God is not taking all of you. <laughs> But yet, these are the things that God is using to raise you and make you. So that by the time you get there, you will represent him in the right way. It is easy for, for, for you to say, eh, eh, Nigeria is bad. All we need is people that will go and represent God. If, God, if you see the fame, if God exposes, exposes you to the fame that beclouds people that are in those places, will you stand? It is easy for you to say, ah, it's not doing well. Oh, yeah, everybody, he has done this and done this. I'm not campaigning for them. I'm not saying anything that, but I'm trying to tell you that before you judge anybody, eh, try as much as possible, put yourself in their shoes too. So if God carries you today now and makes you minister for finance, what will be your duty? Even when you go to a three-year-old boy and tell him, if you become governor of equity today, what will you do? The next thing you will hear, I will take the money and give my mommy. Why will he not give his mommy? Because he has heard his mommy talk about Timbali of Che mistake Debe. Hallelujah. The Lord will help us in the name of Jesus. You must know him. You must also you must be able to discern to the extent to which God is. Bible tells us in Ephesians chapter 3, verse 20. He says, now unto him who is able to do what? Exceedingly, abundantly, above all we can ask, we can think. Someone from verses will say you can, what you can imagine according to the power that works in us. Tell your neighbor, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. You can do all things. Through Christ who strengthens you. Number one strategy for you to be able to achieve excellence when it comes to kingdom and when it comes to academics and career is to know God. 
Scripture tells us, it says, seek ye first the kingdom and its righteousness. There's a reason. He said, and all other things shall be added. But our generation, we are seeking for all other things. We are neglecting God. So, by the time all is said and done, you will look at the cast that you've had, everything that you have achieved, and none of it will be able to give you satisfaction because our satisfaction is not in things. Our satisfaction is in God. Hallelujah. We've said it, that those who know their God, they will be what? Strong and they will do exploits. Living beyond survivor requires an excellent spirit from God. The Bible tells us about Daniel. He said he superseded all the astronauts and the astrologers because the spirit of excellence was upon him. When the spirit of excellence is upon a man, people will compete and compete. They will compete, compete, read and read and read. Try different, diverse ways. They won't still meet that man. Why? Because he's operating under an economy that is not of Nigeria. Hallelujah. He's working under a jurisdiction and an economy that men cannot gain. See, Bible says about God, about Jesus, he said that all men seek thee. He said, and Jesus increased in wisdom, in stature. He says, with favor. And favor with what? With God and men. Books cannot give you favor alone. Money will give you access. It won't give you favor. The only person that can give favor is God. And if you will amount to anything in God, if you will achieve excellence at any length, if you don't have favor, you will struggle. Have you not heard people that said that they did PhD for four years? Have you not heard people that said that it took them so long for them to achieve what somebody achieved in six months, in three months? Have you not seen? How do you imagine? You know, I went for an interview after I finished medical school. And my mates were, they were reading and reading and reading. You know, your mates can read to the extent that you are confused. That where do I start from? When they start moving stuff, sorry, when they start, when they start moving things that you ought to know that you don't know, you'll be, you'll be intimidated. So, I was intimidated that day. And then, there was World Cup going on. That's what he said. David, go and watch World Cup now. I said, is it World Cup? They will teach me. They will ask me my interview tomorrow. That's what he just said, go, go, go. And I went there. I sat down. We watched. It was again Argentina and France, I think. And at the end of the day, after the whole match, and Argentina won, I wanted to stand up and go. That's what he said, sit down. <laughs> I said, people have gone. We know that Argentina has won. When they started giving people awards, they gave him back all of those stuff. They gave Messi all of those things and all of that. And after everything, I went to my room. I read a few things I could read. I slept. The following morning, I woke up for the interview. And when I entered the interview, the man asked me. He said, I don't know what to ask you. <laughs> Meanwhile, people have entered that place and they have been squeezing face out. And I was saying, God, these are you that are read, though. Me, I didn't read. I only read a few pages. And the man asked me, he said, what happened yesterday? Uh, 
<laughs> I was funny to answer. And then we slept and we woke up. Everybody started laughing. Ah. He said, in the world globally, ah. I said there was World Cup. He said, are you a fan of football? I said, I don't like football. He said, eh, you will still know this one. He said, who won? I said, Argentina won. He said, very good. He said, eh, who got the golden boots? Who got the golden glove? And I was answering, answering, answering. Ah. The man said, you can go. And I looked. Sir, come and pick your appointment on Monday. When do you want to resume? That was the question. When do you want to resume? I said, I want to resume next in two weeks' time. I said, okay, come back in two weeks. Your appointment letter is here. What's the difference? It is not stuff. It is not book. It's not textbook stuff. It's the Spirit of God. The Bible says, it said, and Act 10.30, it said, our God anointed Jesus Christ of Nazareth with the Holy Ghost and with power. He said he went about doing good. He said healing those that were oppressed by the devil. He said what? For God was with him. When God is with a man, thousands will fall by his left, 10,000 by his right. It will not by any means come near us in the name of Jesus. So when a man knows God, number one thing is that he enters into a realm of extraordinary things. He enters into realm beyond the ordinary. He begins to journey into anointing and encounters. And one of the things that encounters does for you is that he will reveal unto you your purpose and your calling. The major reason why people enter into different, different things and enter and come out, enter and come, is because they don't understand their purpose and their calling. The Lord will help us in the name of Jesus. I say here that true success comes when achievement is in alignment with God's plan for a man. It is one thing to achieve a lot. It's another thing for God to say, in the epistles of what I have written concerning Jude, he has not even started living. Meanwhile, on earth, you are an emeritus professor. May that not be our portion. That after 30, 70, 80 years, God will now look at the archives and say, ah, you've not even started living now. This is not what I said you should come and do. Hallelujah. Number two, you must know you. Number one is what? Know God. Number two, know you. What is peculiar about you? God created us, but we are not the same. Hallelujah. Bible says, let us make man in our own image. It says, after our own what? Likeness. We, are, we may be youths, but not, we are not the same. There is something that is called power of vision. Hallelujah. There is something called power of what? Of vision. God gave each and every one of us a purpose. He gave each and every one of us a calling. He gave each and every one of us a mandate that we must fulfill. And if we don't fulfill it, every other thing will make us successful but not fulfilled. How do you explain a man who is a professor vastly read tells you that he's going to the school of theology? What is he looking for? Do you think he's not knowledgeable enough, there is a sense of fulfillment 
that even the wise understand. So the question is, why are you here? One thing I do know is that I am not in this generation by accident. I don't know about you, but I am not in this generation by accident. Tell your neighbor, I am here for a reason. I am here for a purpose. I am here for a vision to be accomplished. So while every time is counting, every minute is counting, I must have this mindset that I am not here by accident. I am here to fulfill purpose and calling because that is the only thing that can bet significance. That is the only thing that can bet fulfillment in our lives. So who are you? What's God's plan for you? What's your vision? What's your purpose? What's your dream? What are your potentials? What are your strengths and weaknesses? What are your talents? What are your gifts? What can you do better than the one sitting close to you? If you cannot answer these questions, it will be difficult for you to journey into significance. Because if you don't understand your purpose and your calling, you would only help other people fulfill their own. That's the truth. If you don't understand why God has sent you, and I know that God has uh, brought uh, Temitokwe knows already knows what God has called him to do. In a matter of time, I will believe that, ah, since I don't know, then his vision is my vision. It is not true. Even though we can be partners, even though we can be helping each other, his vision is not my vision. His purpose is not my purpose. Even though in his vision, there may be an element of my help and my input, but I have my purpose, I have my calling. The Lord help us in the name of Jesus. So, these questions, I believe that someone will be thinking about this, even as he lives here, that what is peculiar about me? Some years in my life, when I was in medical school, and we had a lot of break, sometimes a year I was at home doing nothing, because we had issues with our accreditation and all. I began to ask myself, if they burned my certificate, what's left for me? Have you not thought about it? You spend six years in the university studying medicine. You spend four years studying any course you want to study. And, if they, and you believe that you want to earn a living through that certificate. I tell friends, I tell my people, I say, see, if after you leave school, university, the only thing that you go with is your certificate, you have not maximized your stay. You only pass through time. You must be able to know what is my purpose in life. What is God sending me to do? Who is God sending me to help? How do I understand God's plan for my life? All of all those things are cardinal. And if you don't, if you don't understand those things, it will be difficult to strive. Hallelujah. Number three is the mindset. Brother, we also talked about mindset. The only thing that can limit a man in life is not the devil. Even the Bible has told us that the devil is like a roaring lion looking for whom to devour. 
there is only one person that can limit your rising. Devil can tempt you. He can bring a lot of things your way, but he will not make you do what you are not supposed to do. It is still your choice to do it. Hallelujah. Your mindset. If your mindset is contaminated and limited, you are going to be limited. May we not be limited in the name of Jesus. You know, as we are speaking, just search your mind. All those plans that you are thinking about, are they not limited to Adoikiti? Are they not limited to me? How I'm going to Jakpa? <laughs> How my family is going to Jakpa? How I'm going to help my family and leave poverty? How I'm going to help Adoikiti become a clean city? How I'm going to help Ekiti? Everything is Ekiti, Ekiti, Ekiti. Everything. God did not create you for Ekiti alone. Expand. Tell your neighbor, expand. Your mindset. What your mind cannot conceive, your hands cannot achieve. Simple. What your mind cannot conceive, if your mind cannot imagine it, you cannot implement it. If your mind cannot handle it, your hands will mishandle it. The only thing that can limit a man and his destiny is what? His mindset. The Bible tells us, it says, I wish above all things that ye prosper. It says, and be in health, even as thy soul prospers. The soul has a lot of elements. Your mind is in that soul. Your emotions is in that soul. Your intelligence is in that soul. The next question is, what books do you read? What songs do you listen to? What videos do you watch? There are three channels to your mind. Number one, what you see. Number two, what you hear. Number three, what you read. And you discover that each of those channels has holes in our bodies. What you read comes through your eyes. What you hear comes through your ear. What you read also comes through your eyes. Every of those things are portals of entry into your mind. And when your mind begins to nurture all of those things, then they become an ideology that you cannot withstand. So when a man, when you say, I want to be a good leader, how, what are you, what are you reading? as an evidence that God has told you that you'll be a good leader. I want to be a kingdom financier. I want to be relevant in the field of music. Do you even know how to play instruments? I love singing. When I sing, angels will come from heaven. Yes. But, but God blesses you through men. And those men you won't meet if your mindset is wrong. So, tell your neighbor, neighbor, what your mind cannot conceive, your hand cannot handle. What your mind cannot imagine, your hands cannot implement. What your mind cannot handle, your hands will mismanage. So, how do we work on your mind? Conferences like this are one of the ways in which you can develop your mind. 
Brotokwe has taught me so much about artificial intelligence. When I get home, I'm going to go and I will go to town on that concept and know what actually it is it. Because when the future, many years ago, I was telling a friend of mine, I said, when they asked me, what do I want to become? I would say, ah, I want to become a doctor. By God's grace, I'm a doctor today. It means that the future is not tomorrow. The future is not next week. The future is not next year. Close your eyes, open it, you are getting married. Close your eyes, open it, you are already giving birth to children. So, the future is now. And there is no better time as a student. There is no better time to achieve and acquire skill. There is no better time to build values. There is no better time to badura. Tell your neighbor, badura. They pray. Instead of they play, they pray. You must pray. Because ask our mothers. Ask them. This is the best time for us to wake up early in the morning, in the midnight, and all of those things, and begin to pray for our destinies. Ask them that, are, that have given birth. Where you begin to breastfeed your baby, two, two hours, two, two hours, two, two hours. You are begging God to sleep yourself. That is when you think that you have the time to be prayerful. The Lord will help us in the name of Jesus. So what do you read? What books do you read? What conferences do you attend? What skill do you acquire? These are relevant things. What skill acquisition programs do you go to? Do you attend? The Lord will help us in the name of Jesus. Let no one despise your youth. This is our youthful stage. I tell my friends, I said, the only, we only have one opportunity to be a youth. And if we allow those, that opportunity to slip off our hands, the only thing you'll be telling your children is stories. If I had known. Have you not met with elderly people? And you sit them down, they, they will actually sit you down and you are talking. They will say, if I had known God much earlier. But we are in that time that they have been envisaging. They would have been saying, if we have acquired skill much earlier, now there are skills. You don't need to go to school to acquire skill again. You can be in your room and begin to acquire skill. You can do different kind of programs, even in your, in your living room, in your sitting room, in your house, and acquire certificates on leadership on a lot of things. This is our time to evolve. The Lord will help us in the name of Jesus. So, we've talked about knowing God. We've talked about knowing you. We've talked about mindset. The next one is diligence. Bible tells us that set thou a man, diligent in his business. He will stand before what? Kings and not what? Mean men. Diligence. Diligence. Diligence is not comfortable for anybody. What did I say? Diligence is not comfortable for what? For anybody. But yet, we have to be diligent. Diligence is the soul of any rising. If you have seen anyone who has risen to the peak of whatever he has laid his hands upon, it must be that he had engaged the instrumentality of diligence. If diligence is lacking, the rising will be transient. Because while you are diligent, you are acquiring skill. You are acquiring knowledge. Somebody says that 
God will open doors for you. He said, diligence will open doors for you. He says, your character will keep you there. How much you have learned will keep you there. Diligence attracts dexterity. Diligence leads a man from nobody to somebody. Like I said, success in career and, and um, academics is not something that happens by accident. It takes being intentional. It takes diligence. And the Lord help us in the name of Jesus. Another thing is, nobody achieves academic excellence and career success without diligence. And for you, the skill you acquire is what skills you hire. The skill you acquire today is what will tell tomorrow. Like he said, he said, there can be accountants everywhere. It is your skill that will distinguish you. There can be doctors everywhere, but it is skill that will distinguish you. There can be engineers everywhere. It is your skill that you have learned that will distinguish you. There could be 100 first-class materials for an interview. It is not just the first class that will now be required. It will now be the additional skill that you have acquired. Amen. Another thing is self-discipline. Self-discipline. It is impossible for you to achieve academic excellence without being disciplined. You want to get a first class, but you are not consistent with study. You want to reach the peak of your career, but you are not consistent. Self-discipline. 1 Corinthians chapter 10, verse 23 says that I am allowed to do anything. The last part says that not everything is beneficial. Another Bible verse says that not, not everything is expedient. Even though you can do everything, but it is not everything that is expedient. There are some that are attributed to your purpose. There are some that are attributed to your calling. It takes self-discipline to discern. Self-discipline is what prevents you from being distracted. Self-discipline is not just something that prevents you from having a good life. It is something that helps you to achieve that which you have envisaged. Discipline is the bridge between our goals and our accomplishments. The distance between what I have set myself to do the goals that I have set for myself and how soon I accomplish them is discipline. Discipline is that bridge that joins the two together. William's author says, he says that the price of excellence is discipline. He says the cost of mediocrity is disappointment. The price for excellence is discipline. There is no, no, there is one um, secondary school essay that is tagged no pain, no gain. How many of us did that in our work exam? A creative writing, they say, it says no pain, no gain. There's another one that says make hay while the sun shines. Another one says that when there is will, there is way. We know those that wrote work now. 
they can, they can, they can relate. Hallelujah. There is price to be paid for anything that is worth it. There is price to be paid. For you to achieve excellence, for you to be dexterous, for you to achieve all that you need to be to be successful in academics and in career, you must pay the price for excellence, which is what? Discipline. George Washington also said that discipline is the soul of any army. He says, it makes small number formidable, procures success to the weak, and esteems to, the, to all. Discipline is the soul of an army. Someone once said that you don't prepare for battle on the battlefield. He says champions are not made on the ring. He said they are only revealed there. A time will come when the skill that you are striving hard to acquire now will become the problem to kings. It will become the solutions rather to the problems of kings. Joseph was interpreting dreams in the, in the Bible and even in the prison until the day where that is interpretation of dreams became the solution to the problems of the king. What if a day comes and that, prob that, so that um, idea, that concept you are in, that having and you are betting in your mind is the solution to Nigeria's problem? Discipline is the soul of an army. John C. Maxwell says that success doesn't just happen. We are used to saying that, ah, this person just came from nowhere. He just rose from nowhere. Nobody rises from anywhere. Anyone that has risen did not rise by accident. You have to be intentional about it. And it takes what? Discipline. Tell your neighbor, it takes discipline to be successful. It takes discipline to be diligent. It takes discipline to achieve career success. Very importantly is mentors. Mm. No matter how high you are going, you cannot be the only person that has treaded that path before. Hallelujah. You cannot be the only one that has treaded that path before. There are mentors. What do mentors do? Mentors decrease your learning curve. Instead of trying and error, try and error, and you say you learn by experience. John C. Maxwell says that, he said, you don't learn by experience. You learn by evaluated experience. It means that you can keep making that mistake over and over again. If you have not learned from that mistake, you will keep making it and making it until a time comes when you become frustrated. Why? Because of mentorship. You've lacked mentorship. When words of a good teacher is heeded, he says it, you lessen the possibility of mistakes. When you have somebody who has gone ahead of you, whose shoulders you are leaning on, he has, you will be able to see further. Those mistakes that he had even made because he had not had mentors of, like such or of such, you would not be able to make those mistakes and it would be an added advantage to you. Tell your neighbor, neighbor, do you have mentors? Benjamin Jisra said something. He said, the greatest good you can do for another is not just to share your riches with him, but to reveal to him his own. 
saying the essence of mentorship. Somebody, you know, Yoruba said that, um, is it Yoruba's now? Somebody said that um, you don't, how did, how did they put it? Instead of me giving you fish, I would teach you how to catch fish so that you will not keep coming. That is just to express how important and relevant mentorship is. Mentorship decreases your learning curve. It makes things easy for you. It makes things very, very easy for you. So in achieving career success, in achieving academic success, there are seniors of yours that have passed through that path and have been excellent. Ask them, study them. How did they make it happen? Ask questions. White books tells you what to do. Mentoring shows you how to do it. I can read a book on leadership. I will have all the stuff on leadership. I will have the mental intelligence on leadership. When it's time for me to lead, I will not be able to lead at right. Not, it's not because I don't have the mental knowledge, but I have not had the practical knowledge. Hallelujah. And it takes leadership, it takes mentorship rather, to have that practical experience of leadership. Same thing to career-wise. Career Same thing academic-wise. Books could tell you what to do. Okay, if you want to, be, to have a first class, there are books on it. Be consistent, be diligent, have smart goals, have this and that. It is mentorship that will now tell you. That's smart that it means. Being specific, this is what it means. Being measurable, be, this is what it means. The Lord will help us in the name of Jesus. Getting a mentor supplies you with conservative energy to run with in rainy days especially. This is a very important thing. It says never make a mistake of competing with someone you are supposed to humbly learn from. This is very, very common nowadays. Somebody is doing amazingly well. Instead of you to be humble enough to go and ask, I am also into this thing. Teach me how you do these things. You say no. You want to compete with him. Go and learn these things. Bible says that God resists the proud. He says he gives grace to what? To the humble. Standing on the shoulders of giants is the best you can do for yourself and your generations to come. Lastly, relationships. There are four phases of a relationship. We have the surface relationship. We have the structured. We have the secured. And we have the solid. Surface relationships, they are just people that you just meet casually. You come for a conference. Good afternoon. Like I've met, brought a meetup today now. He doesn't know so much about me. I don't know so much about him. But I know that he has taught me something today. He's being casual. It is a surface relationship. Talking about structured relationship, for instance, in your workplace, people that you see daily, you already know, okay, on work basis, and we relate together. It is what? Structured. Secured relationships, they are your friends. You have history together. Solid relationships, these are your spouse, for instance, and all. Everybody in your life should be classified into each, of, each and every face of these relationships. Not everybody you see 
is somebody that you should have a solid relationship with. Not everybody that you see is somebody that you should have a, a, a secured relationship with. Not everybody you see is supposed to be at surface level. Some of them are your destiny helpers. Some of, this are, some of them are people that you learn from to be the best you can be. The Lord will help us in the name of Jesus. As, we, as I wrap up, your association determines your altitude and your magnitude. Whom you move with determines how far you get to your destination. And it also determines your destination itself. Relationships can make and can mar a man. And lastly, your destination is determined by your association. In times like this, invest in relationships. Thank you very much and God bless you. Please, a round of applause for him one more time. One more time. Hallelujah. Okay. Um, he has said a lot, and I believe um, one of, a lot of people understand what he said. So, please, any question, the one you know that you do not understand. Okay. Sika, one. Please, I want everybody to, to ask the question once so that we just answer the other thing once because of our time. Our time is fast spent. Anybody? Aside from Sika, who else? Nobody. Sika. Nobody. So, you won't raise up your hand after this one. I won't allow it. I give you my word. Praise the Lord. Praise the living Jesus. First of all, please, let's celebrate this, my brother, here. You are so wonderful. Uh, I want to ask a question, and also I want to beg the, uh, my people here. Let me first beg you before I come to the question. The reason why I want to beg you is that, please, don't, don't see this avenue as maybe is someone that we are uh, tall, uh, taller like each other, or maybe some, you are expecting someone that is giant to give us some sense of our, to, to, to our brain. Are you getting me now? Please, I want us to pick everything and note it and make use of it. There's difference between us that we learn it, we hear about it, but we are not making a step about it. So please, I beg you in the name of God. Please come to my question. My question is this. Uh, as a successful person in life, a successful person is someone that, to me, what I understand is someone that can make a solution to a problem. But this is it. Like, let me say, three months ago, there's this question running in my mind. I was called for a walk. I was like, come, come and teach us, so, so, so. Even though PhD, people that, even though I don't even have space. So I was like, someone has already gotten there. He have uh, helped them, he have teach them, he gets me now, but still on still, it doesn't work. So they have to call me to come. So I was now like, after someone being successful, what if you are talking about if there's no platform, are you getting me now, for the person to be able to move globally? Can platform, a good platform, maybe someone doesn't, because the reason why I'm saying this is that I know of a friend of mine is good more than what I'm into. 
let me say, is a genius. This person, if you want to learn a work, he doesn't learn a work more than a week, and we know every damn of it. He gets me now. But there's no platform for such person to move around, to move globally, for people to know him. Can this affect a successful man? I want to know. Because it has been something running in my mind, even though I was coming from the place. So I was thinking about it that, let's just say we are, we are saying the issue of AI or something like that. He gets me now. The reason is that because I can remember last week I want to write a letter to someone and there's no time. I have to use a here in a ship of a minute. I get it done. So I was like, what if the person is not having a good platform for people to know him? Can that affect a successful man or a successful woman? Thank you very much, sir. Um, God bless you, sir. Uh, your question is a very, very intelligent question. And um, I want us to, I'll take it from two perspectives. Uh, the first is that in life, there are, there are times and there are seasons. Every man has his own timing. There is something I actually used to say, that if you appear before your time, you will disappear in your own time. Every man has his timing, and life is a process. You could be as good as whatever you want to be. You, want, you can be whatever you want to be. But the issue is there are times and there are seasons. First and foremost, talking about platforms. Usually, when a man is um, diligent, is creative, is people perceive him to be the better and the best version of himself. Sometimes the solution could just be service. Working under somebody. Learning. Understanding how things work. Because people don't just evolve. People don't just carry. It's just like you taking, you've tested this laptop. It is well, you've tested it severally and it's working perfectly. It is only when you have tested it very well that you can present it to the world for all to see. If it is not tested, you'll be skeptical about taking such person to different, different places. So, number one, it is a process. Number two, usually some people even create their own platform and their own brands and begin to develop it. Some people even go to the extent of having a collaboration with somebody just to ensure that it's thriving. However, fame is not being successful. You can have a significant living. You can live significantly and not be a famous person. Not everybody who has lived significantly is famous. So fame is not a factor to being successful. However, fame comes with success. Do we understand? So first and foremost, understand that it's a process. Number two, you must also understand that sometimes service could help in creating that platform that you need to have. And lastly, even when you create a platform for yourself, character is important, diligence is important, self-discipline is important, and above all, be at the center of God's will for your life. Thank you very much, sir. Please, I'm very sorry. Uh, I don't know, maybe, maybe the way I'm asking the question, maybe I'm saying the person is already a successful man. Are you getting me now? Already, because this person 
went to different, is someone that's ready to grow, ready to learn, as in he has everything. He gets me now. But there is no platform. Because what's to my own thinking, let me tell you what I'm thinking to that person, it was like maybe fear. Fear to make a step. He gets me now. Because I'm, I'm wondering that this person is good, even though in all place, anywhere he went to, they know that he's good. But there's no platform for such person to move globally. Are you getting me now? It's just, it's just like having a light under a shear. It doesn't, as in, doesn't bright to the whole room. So to me, that is what maybe you can get, you can decode that uh, question. It's already a, it's a successful person, but there is no platform for the person to grow. Can we celebrate my Oga, my teacher, my mentor, doctor? Thank you. I'm grateful. So that we don't drag uh, uh, matters. I, I, I just want to, I sincerely uh, agree with you. There is actually time for everything. You can't go faster than that. A good example is Joseph. Of course, he's a dream, uh, he interprets dreams. But in fact, he wanted to fast track his life by telling that guy in the prison, when you get out, don't forget me. Tell the king that there's one chairman inside the prison. This is what he was doing. I mean, he's doing. But you know that when that guy went out, the Bible said that the guy forgot him totally. That until that time that God has stipulated for him, you know, and that guy said, I remember today my sin, that somebody helped me, and now it's time for me to tell the king about the person. So that's on one side, you understand? Now, the other side, if we still look at Joseph, I read a book, Show Your Work, by Austin Cleon. What I mean is that anything you are doing, do it, show it. Don't be afraid to show people about it. If that guy in the prison, if Joseph had not shown his work to him, when his time came, he wouldn't have a testimonial or a referral code down or a referral link to share with the king. I hope you get that. Then one thing in life, there are some places you cannot get to by yourself. Just accept it that way. You need someone to open the door for you to get in. I don't know if you get it. At that point, it's no longer your skills now. You know, you just need some. In the Bible, it's there. Connections. There's this disciple in the, the first day I read that part in the book of John. There's this, this disciple of Jesus that could not enter the house of the high priest when Jesus was being tried. Bible says there's a disciple that knew them inside, came out and opened, he went in first, discussed with them, came out and allowed them in. I don't know if you get it. Now, show your work. There are sometimes you work for free. I don't know if you get the gist. You cite some people, that's part of what we call creativity. You cite some people, this guy, for instance, let me give you a, an example that I, I use. If I see a pastor that he preaches well, and especially if a pastor does a series, I can decide to take up the series and turn it to a book for him without his knowledge. I don't know if you get it. 
He's not paying me. If you need to pay me to transcribe the old stuff and put it to a book, I mean, I can decide to put it to a book, do a good cover design, good whatsoever, layout, everything, and I say, without putting my name as the writer, and I present it to him. Daddy, you have been working on this, 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 for the past days. This is, even if the person did not publish the book, in a way, you have shown your work. I don't know if you get it. Um, someone asked me to suggest a title of a book. I can just tell the person via WhatsApp that I think for this book, this is the title. I didn't do that. Do you know what I did? I did a design for that title. I don't know if you get what I'm saying. There's a way that you show your work, it makes you stand out. It might not be useful at the present. I've designed a website for someone without his knowledge. I just got his profile, developed his biography, all those thoughts. And I developed it, I sent it to him. Can you just check this website? I think you, you need one. He checked it, he didn't even, he just said, oh, I love it, blah, blah, and that was the end. Do you get the gist? I didn't feel bad, I learned. He knew that I do that. He knew that this work, he referred people to me later. In fact, later he contacted me for other things that are not even related to web design. So what I'm saying is that anything you are doing, that's why we say creativity, initiative, you need it. And that's the main reason for this submit. And there are opportunities out there. I have seen people study outside that no damn no person. In fact, I was listening to, I think I'm talking too much already. I was listening to Brian Tracy recently, and he was talking about a study that was done in the US. They found out that people that are successful usually are not from successful homes. I don't know if you get it. Because there's a way when you meet success, and in fact, even for parents, even if you are successful, you need to teach your child how to maintain the success. Or else when you are gone, the success will disappear. We are reading Rich Dad Poor Dad recently now. You see how that guy taught those guys. If he didn't teach them, they won't be able to take it up. Part of these things is show your work, be creative, have initiative, you know. Then ask, ask people, talk. I'm looking forward to, I mean, to maybe take some youths here, if we see global conferences outside Ado, we'll just go. Apart from going there, you meet friends. One of my profs, I'll, I'll, I'll conclude with this, one of my profs, he was discussing with us, because we're wondering, how, how is he able to uh, create relationships with scientists outside the country? Well, like, I mean, he now told us something. He said, do you know what? Many of them, I met them in conferences. He said, I had to pay for my flight to the conference. I don't know if you get it. You just, Kenan Kombe, you can say you are a pro professor already. But he paid his, for his flight. He paid for his accommodation. And if you are going for such conferences, you will pay for the registration whatsoever. I mean, it's not just about the conference. Many awesome jobs are not advertised. I hope you know that. They are not. More than 80% of correct work, correct jobs, they are not advertised. It's mouth to mouth. You, they will just call you, ah, Bobo, and before you know it, I mean, that's why, again, I used to say that if you are, not, or if you are unemployed, that's still not an excuse. Write to 
you should have self-esteem. Don't write to grassroots companies. Write to KPNG or what I do. All those big places. Just tell them, I want to work for you for free. You are helping yourself. Because by the time you get there, you understand the software they are using. You will pick up leadership skills. You will learn. Even if they don't employ you, by the time you are writing your CV, you can say that I worked with KPNG whatsoever for three months and we handled this, this, this. Anybody that, I mean, go through your CV is biased already. Do you get the gist? My younger brother is still in school. I was, we saw last week, last week or there about, I was asking him, how far that guy? He told me, he said, ah, Bros, yeah, company can US money really. I was he's in Nigeria. I was like, but boy, what for you, amiga? Amiga, do you get the gist? He said, I just began to apply. Any one of them, I just apply. I just apply. And one of them just called him and he's doing an intern with them. Even I, in fact, he applied for free, but they are paying him $150 in a month. Of course, that's still small change. But tell me, when he's done and he writes his CV, that he will not say, I, I, I didn't go to the U.S. in the CV. He will say, I work with a U.S.-based software company, and this is what we did, this is this. And if he was involved in a project, that's what we are talking about. There's a prayer I used to pray, and I'm still praying it, that, Lord, connect me to people of access and influence. You don't understand. When you get to that point, but in me, you understand, as in like this, all these things you have been suffering for in years, it will just open to you. And of course, you yourself need to prepare yourself. If they call any, like my brother, what he did, he can't do it anyway. He's a global seminar. My brother is a global thing. Preparing slides is a skill. I hope you know. Preparing correct slides is a skill. Presenting with slides, they are skills. I mean, they can give you five, seven minutes to prepare the whole thing you have learned in your life in a conference. So you need to use pictures to present your points on the slides. These are what we are, we are trusting God to help us push everyone to learn. You need to open your hands to learn. I can't teach you everything I know because I learned in years. But if you are ready, we'll push ourselves and I believe that we are going to get there. God bless you. Thank you, sir. That's a mentorship touch. Can we celebrate my teacher and my mentor? I read this book over and over again, and I still do. Can we appreciate him? Thank you very much, sir, for the privilege. I'm grateful, sir.